suddenly I'm looking for things to put WD-40 on. Ooh, big week. It's a huge week. It's crazy. This, week. I understand this is a huge week for you. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, tell me about it, man. Or if you're tired, I can talk. No, I'm, I'm wide awake here. Mm. Push your tonks? Push your tonks? No. I've never had a tonks. Hmm. No, I've never had a tonks. Technically, I pushed a Starbucks. Sometimes I end up uh, buying coffee at Walgreens. I'm not proud of that. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice coffee. That's one where I'd have to, um, I think I'd have to draw a line in the sand. You do not. Do not. Do not. Across this line. Across this you line. Do you do not. Do not. How are you, man? It's good to hear your voice. Did you get your bell set up? No, the bell's not installed yet. <laughs> oh, damn. I know. I know. Dan, I'm sorry. Mm, 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 tumble. So have you talked about, you talked about this a lot in other places. You probably don't want to talk about it here. I haven't talked about anything. What are you tell, talking about? Tell me about it. Tell me what's going on. You got a new, uh, got a new studio office. <sighs> yeah, we finally got out of the little, the little tech uh, ranch based co-working studio slash office thing. That's a terrible name for a building. And uh, now we have a, a full on office and we've got some office mates that kind of thing. How are the office mates so far, if you can say? Well, they're not in yet, but uh, they're good friends, so I think they'll be wonderful. You think they'll be able to shut their pie hole when you're recording? <sighs> yeah. What are you, what about you? What about your office mates? Hmm. <laughs> you mean the small animals that want to eat the remainder of my chili dog from yesterday? Do you have a problem with animals, be honest? Mm. <sighs> yes. Uh, I have had, not a problem, it's an opportunity. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's San Francisco and we get these thing called, things called sugar ants, which aren't as um, cool or sweet. Is that a band? Or? Should be. That's pretty good. Yeah, what happens is in the, um, this is kind of boring, but in the winter, uh, when it rains here, like in January and February, it forces the little uh, ants and the snails out of the ground, you know, because they're going to drown. And they look for a place in your home or your private office. Or your heart. Or Absolutely. And, you know, I think I've mentioned this before here, but we have very strong feelings about this. Three very strong, different feelings about the ants at our home. My daughter loves them. I put up with them and my wife despises them. It, you know, it's just no fun. I can't imagine this in your kitchen. This is like a, a Roman Polanski situation. You'd wake up and I'm imagining like just a, you clean your kitchen meticulously, you right. clean it again, just so you could put your head on the pillow. Yeah. You wake up in the morning, ants. You ever wake up to ants? I have woken up to ants. One time I woke up to ants in my, uh, in my cereal. I, ants will go to your underpants too. Ooh. That's kind of meat. They'll go right in there. That's not good. No, I mean, it doesn't take that much to constitute meat for an ant. And they're just following orders. They're following orders. They go read that E.O. Wilson book. They're just, they're just uh, sniffing the butt of another ant. And, I think you're uh, thinking of Brian E.O. No, no, no. I think you're thinking of, uh, what's his name? Oh, Jim Eno. He's the drummer from, uh, from Spoon. I think he lives there in Austin. He's a, he's a solid I met him. Man. You did not. I did meet him. You've never heard Spoon. Of course I've heard Spoon and I met the man. He does vi uh, video film, film editing. It's directing. Jim Eno? Yeah, I met him. He's like the Ringo of indie rock. He's I met him. He's super... here. I met him a month ago. What was he nice? He wears glasses. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think I've ever seen him wearing glasses. Boy, I've liked that band for a long time. Then they got kind of popular. Um, kept liking them. They're awful good. Um, 
but uh, but so uh, now what about this now now in Florida, you know uh-huh. only only people that are that are uh, not you right. not one only those people get cockroaches. You know we had in my house we had water bugs. Those are cockroaches. They're water bugs. Water bugs. Do you remember how big the roaches are in Florida? I know you probably blocked it out. Do you? Oh remember? yeah, no, of course I remember those things. They're awful. They're like kittens. Well, they we they call them palmetto bugs. Oh, you remember that? That sounds that sounds really relaxing and tropical. Yes, it makes them sound much nicer than they are, but they fly. They fly <laughs> into your face. Uh, uh, yes, no, no one knows why, but I, maybe they do. Maybe it's the smell. Maybe it's your pheromones. You know what I mean? Maybe you're like uh, like a spider woman or mandrill. Why do I know the name of two comic characters? I don't that know. Have pheromones, and and the thing is, you know, the way that a, a moth will fly toward a light. Mm. For some reason, I think it's the, the I, I see, I don't know the taxonomy of this, but palmetto bugs or whatever, you see them and you go, hmm, wonder if that's one of those roaches that runs away or one of those ones that flies into your face. They might be Africanized. I don't want to work ping pong, but, but, uh, but yeah, you get those and you can't tell you, you turn on a light and it's like, oh no. Um, so yeah, I mean, I had a chili dog, <laughs> uh, the place, the place down the street has recently introduced French fries into their uh, menu. And so I, I find myself, as one does, I find myself going Consuming there. the fries. Yes. The thing is, you go there for a chili dog, that's kind of attractive. Mm-hmm. But if you know you could be eating a chili dog and fries in eight minutes, then you haven't eaten. Now, the nice thing is, this is called a life hack. And actually, I want to talk about life hacks today. Oh, good, because uh, I, w- I wanted to get into that with you. Well, our, our, our titular uh, topic title is, uh, it's going to be on yak shaving in particular. Really? Mm-hmm. Shaving a yak. And so here's the thing. This is a life hack. If you eat your chili dog over your fries, you get a free order of chili fries. Because oh. it's going to fall apart. You could eat it with, a, with a, a knife and fork like some kind of an animal. But if, if you really bite into it right over the fries, and when you get good at it, you can kind of target which part of the fries you want it to land on. So it's really, it's kind of like at least two meals in one. Now you could do that. You could do that yeah. with some kind of gluten-free chili, which is probably execrable. And then you could have those potato fries that are no good. Right. So sweet potato, sweet potato fries. Yeah, you're so, I mean, if you're on the paleo diet, the sweet potato fries are recommended. But they have to be in the right oil. You got to cook them in the right oil, man. It's all about the oil. Seriously. As you know, there are, there are I think there are three things that I took away from paleo. Uh, the, the dark room, the, uh, oh, right. my, my cocktail of choice, which is uh, tequila, lime juice, and seltzer, and, uh, and coconut oil. Now, my wife doesn't love the coconut oil because it can sometimes make your stuff smell and taste like coconut. You know, so everything's a little bit like a, what a Mars bar. What's the one with coconut? Is that a Goldenberg chew? Which one has a coconut? Coconut mounds. Mounds, is mounds. Ma- mounds. Yeah, mounds. Never liked the mounds. But when I would get one of those little uh, fun size, ugh, bro, it wasn't fun. You get a fun size mounds bar in your bag. Mm, that's an egg in. Um. But, uh, but I love the coconut oil and, and cause you get, I've told you this, you get more BTUs, mm-hmm. uh, you get, get a harder sizzle as, as they say in the, in the cooking game. So yeah, I get ants sometimes. I think I had a silverfish once, but I think he was just too freaked out and left. Cause it's, it's, I gotta be honest with you, it's pretty squalid. Those will eat your comics. What? The silverfish. That's what they <gasps> eat. Oh man. I'm totally hmm. serious with them not even messing around. You know, your, your package never arrived. I think it's another instance of us just not getting our... I've told you this before. Like, the first time you ever sent me a check, it just didn't arrive. 
Uh, and I know you sent it, but I mean, like, I, we just don't get our mail sometimes. And so far, it's been a week, and I still haven't gotten that package. That's strange. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. We, we get, we just get strange. other people's That really mail. doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't. Because, and here's the thing. I, I've mentioned this on, on other programs, but we just, so sometimes we just don't get our mail that I know has been coming, which makes me, and then other times we get other people's mail. And that, that makes me think two things. It makes me think, first of all, that, um, that there's something horribly wrong with the fact that they can't get our mail to our house. But it also makes me think that our mail may be going to someone else's house. That's chilling. Hmm. So Whoever who got this package has, that we put together for you? I don't know, but I hope they like Deadpool. It's very frustrating. I'll, I'll keep an eye out. I'll keep an eye out. Anyway, um, so you're still getting uh, settled in. Oh, yeah. We're barely in here. Was today your first recording day there? Uh, yesterday was. What'd you record yesterday? The frequency in the morning. Oh, of course, of course. Um, oh, boy. I... Uh, you know, it's funny, this actually does tie into our topic uh, a little bit. I don't want to go too fast here. But, you know, when I first moved into this, this place I am now, I spent so much time on like little setup things. You know, it's like when you get your first dorm room in college. It's, it's so exciting. And, you know, you go to, uh, you know, uh, Ikea. Mm. Or no, we mall. went to Ikea for like three times and just kept buying more and more stuff. Did you get a Billy Buckcase? Oh, Billy. Billy Buckcase? <laughs> I, we have several buildings. <laughs> I think we did. I think you have to. I don't think they let you leave. Like nope. you can't buy something without also nope. getting that. You you got you got to get some some horse balls uh, and a little bit of uh, Billy before they let you leave. Yeah. Now, how much horse was there really in the meatballs? Yeah. I love those meatballs. I've never had those. There were the 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 sauce is pretty starchy, but I enjoy I enjoy the IKEA meatballs. It's a highlight of my visit. And uh, and did, do you have a sense of how much horse was in them? Is it all the all the balls or some of the balls? Was it a mistake? I think it was just the ones in the in uh, in Europe. They call it the Swedish switch. It's hmm. very common. Yeah, it has a diacritical. I miss that show. Anyway, um, so you get big week. You you're moving into your office. What have I been doing? I recorded two podcasts yesterday. Did you? Two Which podcasts. ones? The Roderick uh, one you do. Mm, no, that we switched. We switched that. Mm, we switched that to Thursday night, which I think is going to be good. Because John goes to bed at four in the morning. Oh. So 10 on Wednesdays is hard for yeah, him. Yeah. So like, does he even, he doesn't even sleep, it seems, most of the time. No, he's, he's got a lot of things. He has lots of cowboy boots and, and, and hats. He has Braille Playboys and he has a lot of things. He has a lot of collections globes, brass candlesticks. He has a baby grand piano in his um, living room that's just literally covered with brass candlesticks. That's a different show. But um, yeah, I recorded, actually, uh, one of them, I recorded the show uh, Scruffy Thinking with that Stu Mashowitz and Kane of Flowers. That'll be out, I think, pretty soon. But I'm very excited about a show that just went up on the Mighty 5x5 network. I would really, really like people to listen to. And I recorded with, uh, Systematic with Brett Terpstra. It's such a good show. Systematic with Brett Terpstra. I know you want me to do it. Without the necessary means. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about that, too. Um. Yes, and uh, as usual, I talked a lot, but Brett wanted to talk about, actually a topic we covered, I think in one of our first, one of the good episodes at the beginning. Remember we did that show, uh, what was it called? Falling with Style? Yeah, was it Falling? Or Failing? Soft, failing with Style. Because it's based on that line in, in Toy Story, when Woody's getting really frustrated with Buzz Lightyear, he's right. delusional, everybody else buys into the delusion. 
And at one point he says, that's not flying. That's just falling with style. Falling with style. Back to work. Episode number four, February 8th, 2011. Wow. 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 Could you put that in show notes? Of course. Dan, 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 can I ask you a question? Go ahead, caller. Okay. Thank you. uh, First time buzzer. If listeners to your, to your network, the mighty five by five were interested in finding the show notes for episode 108 of your back to work program, could you give them a sense of where they could find that? Uh, they would go to five. Well, for this episode, isn't this 108? Which one am I? Yeah, I think this is 108. It's 5 by 5tv slash B is in boys, 2 is in the number, W is in ladies, slash 108. 108. One time. 108. You know, one other John Roderick note, because I know you're not caught up. His, his I'm ideal not caught woman. Up. His ideal woman. You ready for this? Jennifer Gray and Ferris Bueller. Oh, I can see that. Mm-hmm. My ideal woman is Charlie Sheen in that movie. That doesn't even make any sense. No. Um, it's really good. Brett, I, as always, I wanted to talk about Markdown and how much of Brett's stuff I use constantly. I use so much of Brett's stuff. and uh, But we had talked about failing. And I, I really like what we both said. It's really, it's really, this is so self-involved, but it's really gratifying to unintentionally uh, say something you, you mean. It's, it's, or something that feels useful that you didn't know you wanted to get out. So... Just for what it's worth, I think it's really good. You can go to the 5by5.tv. It's the, I think it's the latest thing that went up. And so uh, please listen to that. I'm, will. I'm, I'm pleased and proud. I, I think it turned out really well. How you can disappear into your own success. Um, yep, yep, yep. So that's that. You know, I hadn't even thought about comics. I'm so bummed that that package isn't here. That's a, that's a good package. A lot. Oh, man, that was a very valuable package. That's a, this is a... This is a <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're Am not. I wrong? Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Merlin. You're just... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to read those. What did I, what have I been reading this week? Anything exciting? Not I really. I don't know. I don't know what you do. More Iron Fist. I don't know, you don't know your life. Boy, Saga, Saga 10, buddy. That, that's a kick in the pants. I, you're, not, you're not following Saga, right? I have all of the books. I do that. I do that. It seems really silly sometimes. I have I that. that. I've been doing that for everything. I'm way behind. I haven't picked up a comic book in, in ages. Good for you. I, I did that with Thor. I started Thor, um, the mighty Thor sight unseen. And I just thought I want to read these, but I kind of like to stack them up a little bit. I don't, I don't, you know, cliffhangers are fun and everything, but Thor's pretty good. You know what? I finally got through, and this is going to be it for the, for the comics. Um, but I finally went all the way through Planet Hulk and World War Hulk. And I really, really liked him. I'm not a big Hulk guy, historically. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was a kid, everybody likes Hulk when you're little because, you know, you're angry. And you wish you could hit things harder. Yeah. Like, your son's a pretty hard hitter, right? <sighs> yeah. I mean, he, he could probably put a hurting on some, uh, on, some uh, on a wall, for example. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even want to think about it. He was, asking me about the, he was asking me about the Hulk this morning. And he says... Uh, I forget what we were talking about, but he he said, oh, yeah, like Hulk smash. I said, yeah. He said, why does he say Hulk smash instead of I'm smashing? And hmm. I said, I said, well, I had to kind of explain it the it's best like the way Royal I could. Hulk. It's like the Royal we, the Royal. Hulk. Right. He thought he got a kick out of that. Oh, I love Hulk smash. Um, but I thought the thing is about World War Hulk, it, it is it's a great it's a great story, but it's. It's so nice. Greg Pak, and I forget. I'm sorry. I always forget the artists. But um, have you ever read it? No. So um, the Illuminati send a Hulk little bit of it. into space. The Illuminati have decided that Hulk is just, after he like 
rampages in Las Vegas. They decide to send him into space. And, and so he's, he's tricked. Banner is tricked into going into, this is not a huge spoiler. It's a pretty well-known story. Hulk is kind of tricked into going into the spaceship with, with the conceit that there's a project that only Hulk will be able to do out in space. But they're actually sending him to another planet. Of course, Hulk, as they say in parlance, Hulk's out, sends the ship off course, and he lands on this planet where he's forced to become a slave and a gladiator. And he's not happy about that. And then some things happen on the planet that are pretty bad. And then, as one might imagine, when Hulk finds a way to come back and he is not happy. And here's why I love this. Like, it's a great story. It's really fun. It's beautifully drawn, beautifully scripted. But man, there's so much good fighting in it. Think about that. Hulk and Sentry, that's a match made in heaven. Are you still there? I'm just enjoying your, you know, your talks. Thank you. Thank you. Shaka bra. Well, do you want to talk about the topic? I have a topic. I'm dying to hear it. You said there was a good one. I'm, I'm always so excited to hear mm. your topics, especially when you haven't, you know, I don't like it when you over-prepare. I love the, the freshness as opposed to when, you know how sometimes you have a card and you're just sort of reading from the card? Yeah. I like it much better when it's, you know, it's fresh and it's like, okay. wow, what's let's, he, let's table what's he this talk? topic. Literally give me any topic and that will be the topic for today. No, I want to hear the topic that's been I don't want to talk about it now. Now I, I feel wounded. I feel wounded. I prepare for the show. This is something that we, we theoretically take seriously. Yeah, no, I take this really serious. I take this seriously. You pick a topic, any topic, go. Don't overthink it. Woundings. Oh, that's good. No, I don't know. Let's. I really do want to hear you because before when I was uh, when we were talking, you said you had a good topic. I'm really. I would really like to do the one. Well, I think it's a good topic and and a, a hopefully a slightly fresh angle. What is on? It? Well, like I said, I, I'd like to talk about yak shaving. <laughs> okay, is that you a never, euphemism? Have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they all? Pretty much. Pretty much. Almost all cliches are about masturbation, ultimately. And so, um, Hulk smash. You know what I like to say? It's clobbering time. It is, no, it is. Especially when it's a men's movie. Are you okay? I'm doing all right, man. It's it's crazy. I'm trying to get all this stuff working in here. Okay, we'll keep on making a shorty today. No, um, don't make it short. I want it to be a full-fledged show. I'm just, I'm no, trying I'm to, there's no. a machine that can, is continuously crashing and rebooting, and I'm trying to make it stop, and we don't have a keyboard here, and it has Windows on it, and I don't have the Windows password, and the Windows password is written on a Post-it note on the desk in the old office, which I didn't grab when I grabbed the computer, which I was rushing to get back to the show because Torchy's line took too long, and we had to park that's the day I've been having, and it's I'm first. Sorry, no, Dan. it's first world problems. But you know no, what? It's not. I have you're, finally you're yak shaving. You are yak shaving. Oh, well, that's right what I want now. to talk to you about. Um, but I, now I have finally gotten it to stop continuously rebooting. So I am fully focused on the shaving. Think about. Think do you about shave? This. How many times a week do you shave? I'm glad you asked me that question. I did cancel my subscription with the razor guys, not because I don't like the razors, but because I have too much stockpiled. And I went to Amazon yesterday and I added something to my cart, which is an electric razor. I'm for the first time in my life, I'm going to go electric. I, like do, I told you to do this. When? A weeks ago. Which one are you? I, I did this because I've got a little clipper here that I use. Uh, I call it the Miami device because I'm able to get down to like a Don Johnson level in a couple minutes. You've been on the Don Johnson level? The John, the Don Johnson. Okay. So I suspect that we have some people who don't know about Miami Vice and don't Good. know about Mike, Mike, Michael Mann's epic uh, TV show from the, the mid eighties Merlin Mann's, but yes, 
Mm, I think you're thinking of Manfred Man. And Don cut, Johnson cut wore like a douche. He would wear a white suit. Yep. And instead of wearing a button up with a with a pastel t shirt. Right. Instead of wearing a button up shirt under it, he would wear just a a for perhaps orange, maybe yellow. That was that was the police uniform for the vice department of Miami at the yeah. time. And also for all all men aged twenty five to thirty five. He also had a muzzle, what they call it. And I finally found out there was a name for that Fred Flintstone beer. They call it a muzzle, which is when you've got sort of like you have in a lot of your photos, because you have a luxurious beard. It's very dense. And uh, and so when you've got that like more than five o'clock shadow, yeah. but not quite hobo. Right. So the thing is when I go hobo, I look <laughs> fifteen years older. Wow. I look so much older when I don't shave. And it's uh, you know, like I say about a jester's cloak, you know, it's party colored. I've got like a little bit of a little bit of red, a little bit of brown, a lot of white. It's like a filthy, filthy Santa. It's changing as you age. When do you, you don't see photos of me? I send you stuff, pictures of my daughter. You've never seen a photo of me. I can see you reflected in her eye. Oh my God, that's so sweet. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> but I'm saying I've noticed this too. I that... look so much older. I, I, hand to God, I look 15 years younger when I shave. No, you look really handsome when you shave and you do Thank look you. much younger. And with, with the beard that you have, there's a certain aspect. Makes me look drawn. Of homelessness to it. It's, it's, it's straight hobo, no question. And I don't, I don't even think it's homeless. I think it's like I've made a decision to have a bindle on a train. Have you ever had a full-on Have you ever had beard? a single moment's thought? <laughs> I have, and it looks bad. I look like Mike Love. Bad, like hair. badass? Not bad meaning bad or bad meaning good. Like bad Michael Jackson hobo. bad? No, no, I think you're thinking of Mike Love. I look like Mike Love. You know, he wears that little hat. Um, no, it's bad. I'll send you a photo if you want. It was a really dumb time. It was before I lost that weight, and so I'm a little puffy, mm. and, uh, and I have a beard, and I, I, ugh. I my facial hair, I, I yeah, there's a, I have a Flickr um, album called something like Merlin's Awkward Hair Journey, and it's just like all my weird haircuts and weird facial hair. Mm-hmm. I got that, uh, I look like a young, young, young Tony Stark, like a blonde, young Tony Stark, like, like, a, like pre-porno, like I'm on my way to porno. Not in a good way. Mm. Now, is there a good way to be on your way to porno? Well, sure. You got to make rent and you're ready for a change. <laughs> you, you enjoy hot lights. Right. Like meeting new people. You want to get into the industry, if you know what I mean. I think that's a euphemism. So, um, yak shaving. So, see if this sounds familiar, especially right now. Uh, you've been set up. You, you strike me as the kind of person that likes to get things a certain way. And it sounds like you're pretty good at doing that without having to go overboard. But you do like things a certain way, When right? you say you, do you mean... You, the, you in particular. Me in particular, not you the as... Royal, the royal you. Right. Isn't that true? I mean, you need things to be set up a certain way. You got all those Mac Minis. Yeah, we got you, a lot of Mac Minis. But in order for you to be able to deploy your programs in, in a way that scales, mm-hmm. don't you kind of need... Like, you, you, if you've got a computer that's constantly rebooting and you don't have a password... That puts a kink in what you're doing. That would be a problem, yeah. Okay, so you want to get to the point where, let's say you don't even, it isn't even like an anal thing where you've got to feel like you're well wired tight. Let's say you just got to get to where you're able to record your shows. So to, to put out this show, 
you have to record the show. Mm -hmm. To record the show, you have to have everything plugged in and working. To get everything plugged in and working, you have to have a computer that doesn't keep rebooting. Right. To have a computer that doesn't keep rebooting, you have to have the password. To get the password, you need uh, the post-it note. Either the post-it note or a keyboard that has an option key on it so that I, when I reboot it, I could pick the Mac partition instead of the Windows partition. Okay, so All of those it? things would work. Where are you? Okay, let's, let's go with that one then. Where, where do you get a keyboard that'll do that? In the other office. Okay, and how do you get to the other office? Car. Can you do that right now? No. Okay, you're shaving a yak. Mm. In order to get that, get your shows out in a way that doesn't make you batty, I didn't count, but that's probably, what, five to eight things that are dependencies to getting it's, to this other thing. It's what one of my friends would call a project. Yeah. I, I thought, I mean, so the term yak shaving, I was reading on uh, the wiki, uh, Wiktionary. Wiktionary. Please, please support. Please support me where you Hi, I'm Jimmy Wales. Is that his name, Jimmy Wales? I, I think it is. Could, would you ever deliberately ask people to call you Jimmy if you're in your 40s? Or, or Danny, for that matter. Call me Jimmy. Danny, I like that. <laughs> Beat the ball. And, uh, okay, so that is a very functional, real-world example of yak shaving that you've got to do. And in my experience, that is really, really frustrating. I've, I've also called it, I don't know if this even makes any sense, like that feeling of like locking your keys into a, a succession of cars where it feels like there's so many like meta, meta things that you have to do in order to accomplish something. And yet they might be real world dependencies. Yak shaving really can be, there's two definitions for yak shaving. Like one of them is that there's a bunch of stuff you've got to do and you keep discovering other things you have to do before you can do those things. But it eventually hopefully, often, leads you to something that's really productive. That's one kind of yak shaving okay. we can talk about. But the kind I really want to talk about is the kind of yak shaving where you lose track of, let's say in your case, what if you lose track of the fact that this is really about releasing shows on a regular basis in a non-stressful way? Well, you might end up going to Staples to buy a keyboard and when you go to Staples, you realize you might as well also go to uh, Bam Bam. What's the name of that place you mentioned? Torchies. Torchies, Tor yeah, the uh, the taco place. We'll Torchies take you tacos. There. Yeah. Okay, but then you also got to go to the ATM to get the cash, right. or you left your credit card in the car. <sighs> but so I, I mean, I'm saying this. I'm not, I don't mean to overcomplicate this, except insofar as I think we all have to deal with these things. And the the trouble the trouble part. And I, so the reason I hope this is a fresh angle is I'm not just trying to, to beat you up about fiddling. Although you, you, one, all of us deserve to be beat up about fiddling because it's a huge cause of uh, unnecessary, uh, you know, wastes of time and keeping yourself derailed from the actual work you need to do. It's something we all suffer from. That could be a flavor of I need a new notebook. It could be a flavor of, you know, my pen isn't uh, nitrogen driven enough. Like I need a new space pen, whatever. Um, and that's what I want. I want to talk today about the kinds of yak shaving. I was, <laughs> I was going to call this the hierarchy of fiddling because mm. I think there's a cascade of things that go from amazingly efficient at helping you solve a known cause of friction leading to problems mm -hmm. all the way down to <laughs> really turtles all the way down, <laughs> down to where all you're doing <laughs> is doing new stuff to find new stuff to do that leads to more new stuff to do. Right. The kind of yak shaving where you, you get frustrated at the end of the day and then realize in my case, that like I have been changing my bash prompt for three hours, you know, the profile, burr, 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 you know, go reload this and see what it looks like. 
And boy, that's a dumb thing, but I think a lot of us do that. And, you know, but if I want to change my bash prompt, I, uh, I need to get my, my Unix book. And if I, get, I want to get my Unix book, that's at home. But before, you know, and see, I don't think it's that hard. I mean, there's a kind of fiddling, which is I just sit and play with this thing. Mm. And there's another kind of fiddling <laughs> where I, I keep adding all of these new things that are not um, critical path tasks mm. to meet accomplishing my uh, nominal work. And so that's what I wanted to talk about. And so really the, the, the genesis, I don't remember how I had this idea the other day, but the genesis for me is um, in thinking about which kinds of fiddling are worth doing. And then how do you realize when you've moved on to a kind of fiddling that's not as wholesome? Mm-hmm. And how do, you, you know, how, how do you identify the kinds of stuff that can help you fiddle productively? When is it okay to just fiddle because it's fun? And when are you spending the lion's share of your time solving a non-problem with a non-solution? That's, that's, now, this that's, is, is a good topic and it yeah. doesn't sound like you're reading at all. I put the, I put the file away. No. Hit it. I hit a uh, option command, Dan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so actually it's H. <sighs> this is a problem I think everybody has, whether they realize it or not. Yes, I totally agree. And I'm, I'm trying to be circumspect about not. Um, I think I like to think sometimes that repeating myself is not a terrible idea because as I've said, every day somebody's born who's never seen the Flintstones. Every day there's somebody who is struggling with an, a chronic problem and needs to hear this, I think, or there's somebody who's never heard this before. So, you know, I think there's only really so many things to say. The title of our show is Back to Work. And I think the premise of our show is if you know, you don't need to just listen to back to work if it doesn't help you get back to work. I right. hope you like it. But the real idea here is, you know, when you need to recross the river, come pick up the boat. So, but in, in the past, it's really meant a lot to me. And, and like all this stuff, the, the reason I'm, I'm yelling at you is because I'm yelling at me. Like, these are all things I've really, really suffered from more than most of you can ever imagine. And so I know, I know how, what a derail these things can be for me. And so I want to make you aware of how it, maybe it could be a derail for you. And, and in the past, we, I, I feel like I, I've beaten this somewhat to death, but it, it's really easy when you work even somewhat autonomously, or let's, let's say even no matter what your work is, if you're not totally engaged with it and you don't understand uh, like what is on your plate right now, you know, see also our Getting Things Done series uh, back in what, December? Uh, I think it's very easy and totally normal to find yourself casting about for something that, as I like to say, gets the hook in, right? And if I'm procrastinating about writing something, I'm procrastinating about filling out a form, I'm procrastinating about something and I haven't really thought about why I'm not doing it or if I should do it, it's not unusual at all for me to tag MP3s. I'm really, really good at that. I understand that. In the Csikszentmihalyi flow chart, that's something that I'm really competent at and it keeps me just interested enough that I can do that literally all day. So, so how do you catch yourself? when you are on the one end of the continuum, spending way too much time, as I say, fiddling with a non-problem. And then on the other end, uh, the more novice end of the spectrum, how do you, how long will you not realize that there's a source of friction here that needs to be addressed? There's not a simple answer because the part of what makes this life hack stuff useful, what should ultimately make it useful, is you get an outsized result from a fairly modest amount of effort. But in any case, that does start with realizing that there is a source of friction. But then, 
once you've really tracked down that source of friction, and that could be stuff, I mean, I got examples of you know, here, like stuff like file syncing. For a long time, file syncing was a real pain in the butt in the days before Dropbox. I mean, yeah, which is not really that long ago. Not really, but it already seems like a different century. I mean, it's, it's easy to beat up on, you know, mobile me because it had a lot of problems, but it's, it's really frustrating. <clears throat> I mean, think about this. I, I think I've joked about this before, but like when your power goes off, like, you know, there's been a storm or something happens like every day in Florida. Right. I mean, for myself, like, you know, I went to college and stuff and I still walk into the bathroom and try to turn the light on and I go, oh, that's right. Our power is off. Mm-hmm. Like you can't not do that. It's a reflex. You flip it on and it doesn't work. And then you do it again because that's, you have been habituated to expecting that the, the electric will always be there. So can I, can I continue that strange uh, example? Mm-hmm. In our house, when, when we were first moving in, we had uh, the entire house interior repainted with that special low VOC paint stuff. Mm-hmm. But we had to repaint it because the colors were not right. And we had, there was awful wallpaper that had to be removed, things like that. So we had that done before we moved in. And part of this process for painting was removing the light fixtures, which were from the very early 90s, which meant they were gold. And they were, <laughs> they were hideous. So my wife said, no, those are gone. So when the guys were, were painting, they said, well, do you want us to put them back up? And I said, yeah, put them back up because at least then we'll have something. And my wife said, no. Don't put them back up because they're hideous and I won't live in a house that has these up on the walls. So they did not put them back up. And uh, for the longest time, even though I knew the light fixtures were gone, I would hit the switch. And there was, oh. there was, no, there was no light to turn on. But like right. I, and it, it took a long, 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 many, many, many times before that happened. So it's not just when the power's out. And like, I mean, we're talking weeks. Like I kept doing it every single time. Like you don't even think about it. Doesn't that make you feel incredibly stupid? Yeah. Like how dumb am I? Like ignorant, not even stupid, like ignorant. Like you're not like even Like I learning. can't learn. Yeah. Well, how about, how about <laughs> you know, like how, I'm incapable of making an adjustment to. Well, yes. And the, the point, the point being <laughs> that, you know, there was a, my friend and I, the guy I used to work with when I did lots of website stuff in the 90s, we used to joke about how the the web, the internet would never arrive as a, I mean, this is in the days where you put up a QuickTime movie that was the size of a French stamp and it would kill your bandwidth for the whole month, right? This is way before YouTube. And we used to joke about how, like, haha, just kidding. No, really. The internet would never arrive as a medium for entertainment until you could really guarantee that it would be almost as fast as TV. Because you never, you never turn on your TV at Thursday, on Thursdays at 8 and see a 404 for friends. That's, 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 that's what you're struggling with. You, how, when does this become a utility that we can rely on? Like your cable just, just works. Now, now, so yeah, you, don't, you never turn on your sink and have like chocolate sauce come out. That would be really off your expectation for how this utility works. But how about this one? We have this, um, in the back of our house, there's this little... Uh, I don't know, like an alcove where we end up like putting a lot of like, you know, maintenance toolbox kind of stuff. Toolbox. Where are you going to put that toolbox? Hey. And so, um, and we have, because I'm blind, I put those giant non-CFL 200 watt bulbs in there. So like, see, <laughs> like a gentleman. And uh, <laughs> right. you they burn hard, see. they burn fast, they greatly exceed the wattage that a house built in 1928 with glass fuses should be using. But, you know, periodically they, they burn out and it's just, just slightly out of my reach to get there. 
and I don't always have 200 watt bulbs on premises. Mm-hmm. And I don't, again, last with toilet paper, you know, I don't think about buying toilet paper when I'm in the toilet paper aisle. I think about it when I'm in a different place. <laughs> your special place. My, you're my, having, when you're having special, your alone time. Where, where I read my Arnold, Arnold Roth uh, O'Reilly book. <laughs> right. I'm learning a little at a time. Yeah. Right? Ease it in. Push the tonks. And uh, <laughs> so I, I go in there and it's one of those really, really loud light switches. It goes like, cock, really, really loud. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the light doesn't come on. And I go, ooh, darn you, Merlin, you need to change that light. Uh, and, and then I'll do it again for like a week. And I'll be frustrated every time. Because, you know, you're doing stuff. You, you, know, it's, you know, I got to go get the ladder thing. I got to f- see if I've got this. I guess all I'm trying to get at is that that's a source of dumb friction. You know, I, I was thinking about this the other day, like, you know, WD-40. Like, you know, I have an old house. I think it's, it's becoming a little bit Dr. Caligari and having some, some non- cardinal angles to it. So sometimes like a door will stick or you get a squeaky hinge or whatever. And what's funny is if I, if I go and get the little WD-40 spritzer and I go and fix that problem, I don't know if this happens with you, suddenly I'm looking for things to put WD-40 on. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it now, feels Didn't Syracuse so say not to do that for some reason? He says lots of things. He also says that getting a flu shot means you won't get colds. <laughs> I know. Isn't that weird? Like he's <laughs> such a, he is so smart and he's yeah. so logical but yeah. that's that's almost along the same lines as saying, well, if, if you put, you know, the chocolate syrup in your milk when you drink it, you won't sneeze on Tuesdays. Right. It's the same. Like they have nothing to do with. And he didn't ponderous. even like. He didn't even like Frodo Baggins in uh, the Phantom Menace. Well, nobody does. That's a shame. That's a shame. Uh, but then I got I got the thing. I got the dingus, and I'm walking around going, okay, what can I spray? I'm yes, exactly. Now I'm I'm my mind has become incredibly focused. Like now my job is to walk around and find everything that could use WD-40. So I get a little paper towel so it's not all over the place. And you know what I do? I start walking around. This is going to sound so dumb, but I'll spritz a little bit, yes, on things like hinges, but I'll also spritz it into the little door closey thing so doors will close more easily. Uh, Keyholes, if you shoot it into a keyhole, it's way easier to use your key. But I will, I'll suddenly find all of these things. And that's, to me, that's a kind of, not yak shaving. Like, that's great. If I, why don't I do that more often? It's so Like simple. walk around fixing things. Yeah, it's not that hard. Well, you know, again, back to me and my, my uh, afflictions, it's like, oh, I got to do all of these things so I don't end up doing any of them. But um, I got a little off topic there. But the, the I just want to differentiate between, wait, <laughs> here's the funny thing. Back to that continuum. On the one hand, you've got how I was in the early 2000s which is that I, I didn't have a regular job. I didn't have a, like a, a steady gig. Yeah. And even when I did have a steady gig at that point, I was working from home. And, uh, and it would be really easy for me to, especially because I was working partly on Windows. And I w- then I, I would do stuff like, oh, I want to I go learn more about this thing or I want to find some kind of plug-in. I wanna, and I, I would just spend so very much time on that. And for me, it's not difficult at all. I think part of it may be ADHD. I don't know. Part of it's just my personality. I'm, I, I, I don't say I pride myself on it, but I like to think of myself as a curious person. And having the endless, you know, uh, informational buffet of the web is really consuming. I mean, I'll sit there and read about the Holocaust for five hours on Wikipedia. I'll go and read every article on Scientology. I mean, I'll go for whatever reason. Like, I'll just go and like read everything on, you know, the Norman Conquest. These are all actual things that I have done. I don't retain that much of it, but that's my personality. So I'm very susceptible to something. I think you do retain more than you think, though. 
You, hmm. I mean, you personally read more than you think because you, I retain just enough to be dangerous. I think <laughs> I, I, I get the top level. And then when I talk to somebody who actually knows about that topic, they're like, did you just read that on Wikipedia? I'm like, yeah, but, um, so that continuum on the one end, you've got the most afflicted kind of person who's sitting there and testing out new iOS email apps for 10 hours. Right. And then on the other end of the continuum, you've got the notional mom or person at the front desk is just like, for God's sake, please don't change anything about this. Yeah. And so we go and we see those people double clicking on links and we see them using menus for everything. Yeah. And it just makes you go bananas because you're like, you know, you can hit command C and command V to copy and paste. You're like, I don't know. I just, I just, I just want to send my AOL and, and, and it, it drives you crazy. So I, I don't know if that's a fair continuum, but that's, that's how I think of things. And what's the problem with both of those? Well, the problem on the one end of the, the fiddler is that the fiddler may get to a point. I'm using this phrase a lot because I think it's very meaningful to me. Are, are you solving a non-problem with a non-solution, right? It, back to this old, old idea of ours of trying to ask the right questions. There's no good answer for the wrong question. And that's, boy, that's temple for me, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But if you're over here and you're looking at one of the popular life hack sites, you may find yourself um, really like spending a lot of time hitting the tag where you can find out all the different ways to wash your dishes. Um, seriously, I, there was a post on a popular site I read one time about how to clean your debit card. How to clean it? How to clean your debit card. Like it's dirty, I need to clean it or clean it in like the accounting sense? Mm-mm. The former. Yeah. Yeah. So the problem is you get you get your debit card and That's you know weird. It's, yeah, it really is. It's really it's really weird that somebody posted that and it's super weird that people Would didn't like, immediately unsubscribe. Like, yeah, talk uh, talk talk about it as a a focal point for their no, day. No, let's let's just let's just stipulate. Sometimes you know, life in life you've got to find things that you enjoy and do them. You know, you've got to have hobbies. Like, I don't have to read comic books, but I really, really enjoy it. I don't have to collect comic books, but I really, really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But I, I realize that, that that's a hobby. If, if I could find a way to turn that into work, uh, you know, that's good. But, you know, there's some things that are just fun to do. But the trouble is, if you're trying to improve the way that you work, and you consider your work to be this constant iteration of things that are keeping you a little bit mired in this tactical level, it is... a I think it naturally prohibits you from digging deeper, digging deeper into a, what real problem exists here? And, and then B, um, is there a way that you can satisfy? Is there a way that you can come up with something that's close enough, you know, to just try it for a while and see if it makes things better. I got in the habit when it came to like to-do list apps, I was forever moving all of my data from one thing to another. Oh, right. This is the days before syncing. So if I'm going to try a different address book app, I had to export. Now, do I export it as CSV? Do I do it as a V card? Like, how do I do that? Oh, I better go research that. I'm I, my hand to God. This is stuff that I would do. Mm -hmm. And it's an address book. You know, if you find a new one, that's great. But do you need to look at 10 of them today? Um, and do you need to spend a lot of time like then reading tricks and extensions about how to do that? I mean, I don't think there's anything unwholesome about doing that periodically, but I'll talk about some ways I think that you can do that in a more healthy way. But then, not quite as important, but in a way that is instructive at that other end of the continuum is the person who, and I think this is really true for people at the left side of the adoption curve, excuse me, at the right side of the adoption curve, the, the people who are late adopters, where they want this thing that works, they want to not have to deal with it, they tape their passwords to the screen, they have, you know, 
they never learn the key commands. And that drives you and me bananas because we know that using something like Text Expander will, which is sponsored today, will hugely change your game. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because it, and it's like when you especially, well, you've identified a couple of like double clicking links, things like that, that just show not, I mean, Text Expander is going to be a separate because that then you're stepping into the, I've recognized that I have repetitive tasks that I would like to simplify and reduce the amount of, but like just the whole concept of like double clicking a link or instead like going to Google, typing in the URL into the Google search bar, getting the results and clicking link. I know people that do that. And it just shows like this fundamental lack of understanding of a computer or the web or whatever it is. And, and, and in, in the same way that, uh, um, that, having, you know, text expander, not using it shows a lack of the power that the computer can have for you. You know what I mean? So it's, yes, I, I mean, I see that all the time and it, it, oh, I feel bad. I just want to help those people. Well, and, and you're, I totally agree. And you're, you're actually opening up a, a big can of worms with that. Like I, I did have clients, especially in the nineties who didn't know what the location bar was or didn't use it. They didn't use bookmarks. They would actually go to Yahoo. Yahoo was their homepage and Yahoo was their location bar. I think that's pretty common. Now, now for myself, if you're doing that to enter URLs or you're not capitalizing on the fact that most browsers today anyway, add.com automatic, automatically right, to whatever right. you type. But be ready for the, the weird, like slightly deeper pattern. Is sometimes it is faster to find, to, to find anything with Google. It'll correct your spelling. It'll fix all that stuff. There's all kinds of stuff where I just type into Chrome's location bar. And to me, that's way faster. So what are the other ways you can do that? I could bookmark everything, but then if I bookmark everything, I'm going to want to get them organized. If you've got a ton of bookmarks, now how are they going to sync between all your browsers? Does it matter? Well, if you're that sort of person who relies on bookmarks, you need to do that. Should I get a pinboard app? Which pinboard app should I get? Should I have one that works and, and on my iPhone? Yeah, you don't do this, right? You guys don't do this, except that you do this. So, I mean, <laughs> that's the problem is that there are so many ways to do everything. You know, life is pearl. Like there is always, you know, a different way to do it. But like, when are you going to get it just close enough that you could try that for a while and then iterate it lightly as you, as you go forward with your actual work? And uh, I guess we should talk about something that we like, but, but what I'd like to talk about in the balance is um, some ways of identifying the things where there is room for improvement, um, identifying the things where you're getting, as David Allen says, wound around the axle on something that is never going to lead to improvement and, and how, you, how you develop a better outlook about knowing the difference and spending the right amount of time on it at the right time, which I think is a little bit artful. Mm. Artisanal. Artisanal. Nice. Artisanal retentive. So uh, let's talk about something we like. Text expander, I have a feeling. Yeah, I think so. Just double checking. I'm pretty sure that's today. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I really like this text expander. What do you tell me? What you use? Tell, explain to the people what text expander is. Text expander is one of these little. It sits up in in the menu bar, so it's out of the way. You don't even. And you know what? I don't even think you have to show it up there. But what? Oh this, no, I have it. I have it hidden from everything. I have it hidden. I think I have it hidden in the dock. I have it hidden from my. Um, I use light switch mm-hmm. to change apps, mm-hmm. but I just I don't even see it. And what this thing does is it allows you to set up a keyboard combo not not like holding down keys but where you start typing something and it will see that you've typed something and it will replace that thing that you've typed with something else that you have told it to replace it with so for example 
and I, I use the semicolon for this. If mm-hmm. I type like semicolon S-I-G, that's going to insert my right. signature. Very useful for putting in a signature at the bottom of, uh, of an email or something. Perfect for that. But I found after a little while that sometimes I had different signatures that I wanted to use with different people. You know, for example, if, if it's like a sponsor inquiry, I may want to send them uh, um, a signature at the bottom of the email that has a little bit more information. If it's a friend, I can just have it say like Dan or something. So I, you, can, you can have like, for example, you do semicolon SIG1, semicolon SIG2, et cetera. Or uh, you have your address. So you can do like semicolon work and it'll drop the work address right there. This is the very basic kind of usage. You can do that's, more that's things like what forms I use it and for. things. But yeah, you don't, do you do spelling corrections? I know somebody that has set up dictionaries for words that they type in wrong every time. And rather than try and retrain their brain, they just set text expander to look up that, that common mistyping and replace it with the correct command. 100%. Yeah. Um, and, and what's cool is when you install text expander, they actually have some snippet libraries that can do that for you. They have snippet libraries that can do common HTML things. Uh, and there are lots of folks out there who, who share their snippets for various kinds of things. But Terpster does, doesn't he? He's, yeah, he's got tons of great ones. Dr. Drang does too. Uh, the latest thing that I put in literally this morning was my brain wants to type, you know, Pacific gas and electric wants to type PGE. I don't want, for some reason, I don't want to type the ampersand. And I really don't like typing the ampersand on uh, iOS. This is so dumb. But I got sick of, I, here's the thing. This is the, the, the good yak shaving. I realized I'm tired of doing that. It happened often enough that I caught myself going, oh, this is so annoying. Obviously, I went into text expander. This is so silly. I type PGE and it changes that to all caps, PG ampersand E. Now, that may not sound all that useful, but that does save me a lot of time. And it saves me a lot of not having to think about something dumb. You know, I've got some in here, like I end up when I'm typing things in the calendar, family movie night. So if I type FMN, that expands to family movie night. I type that every week. You look nice today. Y-L-N-T-T. If I type, um, I, you know, I like just the last thing I put on my tutor was a link to this episode we're recording. <clears throat> so if I type numeral five live, five L-I-V-E, bloop, it drops in the URL nice. for that. So cool. It's so much faster. So if I type BTWU, it puts in the URL for back to work. I type that a lot. So why not have that in there? Um, and basically every time that this occurs to me, some of them I do kind of jokey. One like, like I have San Francisco comma CA. Because I end up having to, for some reason, I end up having to type San Francisco, California a lot. So SFCA expands to San Francisco, California. Um, I, I like when responses on Twitter, I have some things that are like a little jokey thing. I have that little form for I, I think you're thinking of. It defaults to Sigourney Weaver and then I just changed to whatever it is. <laughs> but I, I like to um, I like to send people, I'll put this in show notes. I like to send people a tooth that says three hours dungeon. And then it's a link to uh, a like five second clip of Lemon Grab um, sending um, Starchy to the dungeon. Nice. And I've shared that with people. They're welcome to use that. But here's, here's the other thing that's great. I learned this trick, even before I used Text Expander, I learned this trick with Quicksilver. And it's really stood me in good stead. And it's another great example of the act shaving. Um, in, in Quicksilver, I learned, rather than trying to learn Quicksilver and learn abbreviations, just type the very first thing that comes into your mind. doesn't matter what that is. If you want Microsoft Word to come up, just start typing like, you know, WP for word processor, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It, it won't come up as the first match, but then go and select it. And then do it again and keep typing the first thing that comes to your mind without thinking about it. 
And because it has a learning algorithm, pretty soon Quicksilver will always give you the thing that most matches with your brain immediately. It's like learning a mnemonic. Don't overthink it. Come up with the first thing that comes into your mind. I do that with Text Expander. I don't sit there and go, well, well should I do some kind of uh, system for this with the bleep, bleep, bleep? No, I type 3HD and it expands to a two. This is three hours dungeon and has a link in it. DWT, daddy work time, easy. So, uh, save your breath, Nutty Rice. Just type save it. I have, a, I think I told you this, I have one thing when people, when people don't like what I have to say about, you know, computers and stuff, um, in email or, or Twitter, I type C-O-N-T-E-C-H and that expands to life is complicated, but contemporary technology blesses each of us with many options for everything. Cause I got tired of typing that. Mm-hmm. That's something I could see you typing, you know, all, always. Oh, like yeah. all, the, all the time. Oh, but, okay. It's back to your question though. Uh, vis-a-vis. I have it correct to have the correct accent on A. Mm. If I just type vis-a-vis one word, it corrects it. If I type Melrin, Melrin, it autocorrects it to Merlin because that's my name. Oh. Um, there's all kinds of these that, that uh, oh, this is going from Roderick on the line. Go outside, take your clothes off, throw a garbage can through the window, and then set the place on fire. All I have to do is type set fire, and I get that. This is the life that I lead. Mm-hmm. Be envious of this. I am. Oh, we all, oh no, I think we all are. Not the necessary means. Now, here's the thing. When you spend more time with this, you will get into things like date math. Mm-hmm. You will get into things like forms. Google does not currently, Gmail does not currently have a way to search, I don't think, to search um, using natural language. So I rely very heavily on things like after, colon, and yesterday's date. You know, you can do before and after to find date ranges. And so what do I do? I've said this before, but it works great for me. I type in G-D-A-Y-1 in the location bar in Chrome. And it was boop. And it drops in the URL for important, like priority inbox, mm-hmm. important unread mail from the last 24 hours. That's it. That, that's where I live. If yeah. I type G-Day 2, it's the last two days. G-Day 7 shows me the last week. You know, I don't have an easy way to bookmark that because I can't bookmark that. But, you know, the thing is, you don't need to learn all this, right? It's like Photoshop, Linux, and sexual intercourse. You need to learn the 0.5% that gets you started and gets you away from being incompetent. And in this case, if you just start... Again, yak shaving. Start noticing something you're typing a lot. If you develop that just light bit of awareness, mindfulness about that, mm. you will find things to put in here that will that will be silly to everybody else, but will make great sense to you. Do you have like a rule as like if I do this twice, then it needs a then it needs a rule? Well, we should talk more about that. But yes, I mean, I think that what you're saying is something I'd really like to talk about in this episode. Absolutely. I mean, and this is, again, this is life hacks. I wish there was an actual video or audio of Danny's talk. There might be some out there. But what Danny said in his original life hacks talk is that a geek would rather, you know, if there's something that, that takes them, whatever, 10 minutes to do or one minute to do, they'd rather spend an, like 30 minutes writing a shell script and then never have to do that again. That's, that's the geek mind. And I mean, I'm not a real legitimate geek, but I got tired of typing Astonishing X-Men. So now I just type AXM. Yes, I type that enough. I don't care whether you need that, that particular one, but you have ones. Like your address, I type my POB and I get a totally correct U.S. Postal Service compliant post, my post office box address. My address puts in my home address, so forth. My cell types in my cell phone number. Um, my phone types in my Google Voice number. And so these become muscle memory. You need to get this app, like now. You really need to get this. And uh, so they're a uh, small software. Uh, just I think they just mainly go by Smile. Now. Yeah, they they are Smile. Their URL is smilesoftware.com. Yeah, 
Let me see if the back to work one is up. No, I think it's always Yeah, yeah. So go to uh, smallsoftware.com slash B2W. It helps us a lot if you guys go and check it out. Maybe go and check it out if for no other reason than you get the full furrow version of my face. But you also get a wonderful <laughs> video from D Sparks, David Sparks of uh, Mac Power Users and Mac Sparky. Did a wonderful video on how he uses the uh, fill-in feature, the little forms. So go and check that out. This is a little long. Uh, it's a little long because we love this company and you need to use this app. I don't know how many times you need to hear this before you buy it or how many times you need to hear it before you start really putting it to use. You can go into the app and it will show you how many minutes or hours you have saved by using Text Expander, all the keystrokes. My case, I type L-L-O-R-E-M and I get 500 characters of lorem ipsum text. It's that easy. Mm, I like I that wanna, one. I don't have to go find that stuff, but I want it, you know, sometimes I want placeholder text. And you know, I mean, we talked about this a little bit. One last thing I'll say that I know, I know folks that do this, you know, folks who maybe are coming from like a Windows computer who are used to typing things into the command prompt, like dir to list files, like you can have it change dir to, to, CD. to, to LS, you know, oh, LS things for, like yeah. that. You can have, you know, instead of going in there, I know people that will spend, you were talking before about customizing your bash prompt. You know, there are people who will create aliases and customize their bash prompt that way, like LL for long list, you know, and, and, and which translates to LS, they, you know, dash LSA, all that kind of, you can, you can have text expander do that too. I mean, it's, don't, well, don't yeah, be limited it, in where, where, anywhere you're typing, you can have it doing things. Uh, anywhere that like text is going to be entered in. Now you certainly could do that in your, your bash RC, your bash profile, whatever. You can go in and change all that stuff and then share it on your computers. But and yes, there are ways that you can use pasteboard and stuff like that. But one that I have, I'm sorry, I could talk about this all day and I probably will. But one thing that I do uh, that works in things, natively works in things like NVL, but I use everywhere, is if I type two quotation marks in a row, it puts the, the pasteboard between those quotation marks. I do it with ticks. I do it with um, single quotes, double quotes, brackets. I have it set up. I have it set up so if I ever type, like when is it going to happen? that you type two quotation marks in a row, unless you're making ironic air quotes. You type two quotation marks in a row, you always want that thing to go in the middle. And mine is set to do this. Are you ready for this? You hit me. I type two quotation marks. So let's say I've typed a phrase, and then I realize I want to put in quotation marks. I hit Command X and cut it, cut the phrase. I hit two quotation marks, and it goes bloop. It drops it in there between those two quotation marks. And then you know what it does? It moves the cursor to right outside of the closing quotation marks. So I get right back to typing without having to think about it. You do that once and it might be useful. You do it a hundred times a day and you're really going to see a difference. So mm -hmm. please go to smallsoftware.com slash B2W and check it out. Uh, and again, uh, it, it, there are so many apps on iOS that will use Text Expander. Um, I've said this before, I will not use a text editor unless it supports Text Expander. I go in and I type F-D-A-T-E and if that doesn't make a Unix timestamp, I stop using it. Sorry. <laughs> and so that means if you make these on your Mac, It'll work on all your other Macs, all your other devices. It syncs via Dropbox. It's a fantastic app, and God, my furrows are deep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ugh, so they look good, no. Smilesoftware.com slash B2W. And we, uh, we thank very much our friends at Smile, especially our friend uh, Jean Gray McDonald for supporting 5x5. Is she going to be out here for South by Southwest? I don't know what that is. Hmm. I know what Jean is. Nobody goes to that anymore. It's, uh, it's too crowded. That's what they all say. Yogi Bear said that. He's having a picnic with Boo Boo. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's talk about yak shaving. It's um, uh, another term for this I just learned today. I think it's called bike shedding. There, there are various different terms. Oh, I've that. heard that term. Right, right. Train spotting. Mm -hmm. uh, you got orc, orc slicing. 
You could have uh, cheese mingling. There are many terms for this, especially in the UK. They have an entire uh, bureau in the Exchequer to, to make these. I don't know what Exchequer is. I think it might be finance, but I love that word. Exchequer. Say it. Say Ex- it. Exchequer? Exchequer. Doesn't that feel good to say? I guess. Yeah. No, it does. Sure. Okay. Um, I think, uh, I've said, like I said earlier, uh, when it comes to the life hack stuff, and certainly we all have heard that highly abused term at this point, something like text expander. So I don't mean to keep pimping them, but it is really an ideal example. Something like in my case, launch bar, formerly Quicksilver. Something I mentioned in brief, I believe last week is you can do this in lots of different apps, search engines in Chrome. So for example, like if you search Wikipedia a lot, you can go into search engines and paste in uh, a, any Wikipedia search link and then change whatever the term was to percent sign S. And now if I go in and I type W and then a string, it searches Wikipedia for that thing. Um, I do this for dozens and dozens and dozens of sites. If I type GMA, it goes in and searches my Gmail for whatever string I just entered in. Really, really helpful. Like if I want to find something from Hattie, I just type GMA Hattie and hit it and it goes. Um, Because every time I realize I'm typing something a lot, like why would I want to do that more than once? I want to go straight to the the place that I'd like to be. I'll take it a step further. If I type B2W, even though it's called a search engine, you know what B2W does? It takes me to the back to work page. Mm. If I type that in the location bar. If I type, um, what are some other examples of that? I can't even tell you how much I use this for. If I type reader, R-E-A-D-E-R. First of all, I've got a better touch tool key where I hit reader and it takes me to my Google reader. I type R-E-A-D-E-R in the bar and hit enter. It doesn't take me to reader.com. It doesn't take me to do a Google search for reader.com. It takes me to the, my preferred page in Google, Google uh, RSS reader. So now, is, is that good for everybody? I don't know. But of all of my many faults, one of the few things I've gotten really good at is knowing when to do this and when not to bother. There's not really any cost. I don't know. I don't know of a cost associated with having dozens of those. It might slow down the browser. I don't know. But, you know, another great example that I mentioned is that, uh, I think I mentioned this last week, was this Google extension I love called Template that lets you go in and have key commands that do different things involving grabbing URLs. Okay, here's my fiddling on that. My fiddling on that is I went to Google and searched for Chrome extensions that do Markdown. I went and I installed all of them and I tried it. I found this one was an order of magnitude superior to all the others. I have another one that I use. So there's two of these I use. I use template for more complicated things. And pardon me, I use one called Markdown Link Generator. When you click on that, it, um, what do you call it, silently or whatever, without you doing anything or seeing anything, all it does is copy the title of the page and the URL in your clipboard. That's all it does. Because I do that constantly. Now, what did I used to have to do to do that? Like, how do you get the title of a web page, Dan? Well, you view source yeah, or you, you type source it and you say, or you, yeah, or you copy it or you have a little JavaScript thing that pops it up. I, I do that dozens of times a day. I work on the web. It's a thing I do a lot. So yeah, you know what? I spent half hour, 45 minutes. Let's say I spent two hours on it. I don't think I did, but it didn't take me long to discover that this is the one I wanted. And you know what I did then? I started using it. And every time I realized that there was something I wanted to do with it, I would add it. But you know what? I didn't add it when I realized that I wanted it. Mm. because that can be fiddling. So you know what? I've got a text file for every little thing like this. Every app I use a lot has a text file associated with, I've said this trick before, but one of my file naming conventions, I I might have something called text expander, like run X, meaning it's a running file, run X, 
text expander, B-I-Q-N-X. So bugs, um, bugs information, questions, anything that I want. I forget what, I, what it meant, but I know, all I know is that that's what it means. So if I search for B-I-Q-N-X, I can see all the things where I have a question, a feature I'd like to add, what have you. And I just go and I just uh, append that to the file. I say, oh, add new search engine for blah, blah, right? I don't have to do it right that second. If, you, if you're a developer, uh, you don't go into your, you don't sit there and look at emails all day and add features every time somebody asks for one. Right. You put it in the bug tracker, you meet with your team like a gentleman and then decide which things you're going to, which are like showstoppers. Tumblr, <laughs> Tumblr will eventually stop sending out a feed of my site as raw HTML. I'm very confident that at some point they will fix that. Little frustrating right now. I kind of wish somebody would just go fix it. <laughs> but do you follow? I mean, yeah. I, I've called these mosquito tasks. There are some things that to stop what you're doing and go do that thing is going to be a derail. You know, in the David Allen system, if you're going through your processing of your inbox, he says that if a task takes less than two minutes to do, do it now. Of course, that requires a lot of presence of mind about whether something really takes two minutes. See also a previous episode. Um, but, but that's what I do. If I realize there's something I want to add, now with Text Expander, I can do that like in a second. Like I can actually, in Text, in text Mate or NVAlt, I could type, the th- type or you know, copy, copy the thing that I want to have be the exploded snippet. And then if I go to Launch Bar, I hit a key and it creates a new Text Expander snippet based on that. I might do that right in the moment. That's what I did with PG&E. It was real easy. Um, but you know what you don't want to do, and I hope this is not too fine a distinction, because from in, in my experience, it's not a fine distinction. It's the difference between lightning and the lightning bug. Like if I go in and every time it occurs to me to go learn about something and then implement it, I'll never get anything accomplished except more of this fiddling. But so I, I, I mean, I would like to think that I'm in a good spot on the continuum, which is I'm really open to learning new things, but I would never let the learning of new things that aren't essential get in the way of doing the stuff that I really want to do. In the past, that's been real awkward for me because when I was doing 43 folders, I really did feel like that was part of my job mm. to look at every new app. I mean, I had to look at every new to-do list app in the same way that these Mac nerds and Apple nerds have to go and read every single thing about you know screen sizes and Gorilla Glass. Right. That's their job. It's not a job I would want, but they're great at it. I mean, I'm glad Dan Morin is doing that. I'm glad Lex Friedman's doing it. I'm glad Jason Snell and Dan Frakes and everybody, I'm glad they're doing that so I don't have to. Right. So again, you can offload a lot of the stuff to other people. If you find a site about life hacks useful to you in terms of what you, the decisions you choose to make, you're in good shape. If you just browse it, like Rob Cordry loves uh, some of these sites. There's one in particular that I keep mentioning, not by name. He just likes looking at it because it's fun and he likes new stuff. David Wayne, same way. They love these. I want to learn about these things. And they do. But it's just a fun thing. And then they go back to making uh, an Emmy award winning TV show. They don't spend all day doing that, right? It's, if, if you like to gamble because it's fun, well, get a budget and go gamble. But don't imagine that going out and gambling whatever you've got is going to make you rich. Like, I don't think the lottery Just be is... Realist, be realistic about it. Right, my wife buys lottery tickets. I don't know why she Does likes... she really? Yeah, well, you know, I don't make a lot of dough. But she, she buys lottery tickets. <laughs> I'm kind of a lottery ticket in some ways. I might pay off someday. Yeah. But... But anyway, I mean, I, I, again, I don't think that's an incredibly fine distinction. Um, and I'm trying to avoid beating up, but, but I, I've needed to be beat up at certain times. I used to take it very personally when people would, um, sometimes in a very good nature way, joke about 43 folders as being this place where you are supposed to learn to be more productive, but, but you end up just learning all this meta productivity stuff. 
But in the fullness of time, I, I took that to heart, not just because people said it, but because I felt that I was falling into that. So again, this is another one of those conundrums. It's this paradox. Like, how do you stay up to date on stuff that will remove friction, but how do you not spend all your time staying up to date on how to remove friction? And I think, I think the thing that runs through virtually all of that stuff is that awareness. And then here's where the education part comes in, I think. Um, David Allen talks about this in his book, like learn key commands. Like, and here's how, here's how easy it is to learn key commands, especially, for example, in Google stuff. If I find I'm doing something a lot, I'm sorry to offer you specific advice, but, but here we go. Um, if I find I'm doing something a lot, especially with a menu, um, or I'm doing something that I have this feeling there might be an easier way to do it. If I'm in any Mac app, I hit, is it command, question mark, command shift, question mark? Yeah, command shift, question mark. What does that do? That pops up the help menu. And the cursor is now focal in the search field. So I'm in Chrome right now. I type command shift, question mark, and I type new. Okay, now I can see that there are menu commands for new tab, new window, new incognito window. If I go down to new tab, I, I like, you know, arrow down, it'll show me where new tab is in my menu. But you know what it also shows me? What the key command is, is for it. So I know about new tab, command T. I learned it a long time ago. But if you're clicking on the dingus to open a new tab, I can pretty much promise you that command T will get you there quicker. Now, how did I, how did I learn that? Well, I learned it because something... There's a little tickle in my brain that told me there might be an easier way. And in all of about eight seconds, I went and found out the easier way. And then I started doing a lot. And every time I couldn't remember it, it was as easy as that same eight seconds to learn it again. You know, uh, command shift, command shift click opens a new, opens a link in a new background window. So if I'm on a page and I want to look at all that stuff, I hold down command shift T and click on a whole bunch of those links. Uh, and now they're all in new windows. That was real easy. And then I can command shift bracket to go through all of my tabs. Did you know you can do that, people? Did you know that you can go through your tabs with a key command? You guys probably know that, but there are other people who don't. And they're spending little tiny seconds every day on all of those things. Now, this is, this is a giant one. If you use uh, Google stuff in general, in particular Gmail, in particular Google Reader, I will never, I will never shut up about this because you need to learn this. Learn the key commands. Learn JK for moving through selections. Learn left bracket, right bracket for archive and go to next. Learn X for selection. Learn E for archive. Learn I and uh, uppercase I for red, mark as red or unread. Because I swear to God, this is why I can't even look at mail.app anymore. Mail.app feels like a pachinko game. I don't want to work ping pong. But, but <laughs> once you learn that stuff, now how did I learn that? Uh, pretty easy. I just go in and I, I believe it's just uh, shift question mark. And you'll get a bezel that pops up, a little HUD pops up and shows you all the commands. Every time you're about to do something with a mouse, instead, click to see if there's a way to deal with the keyboard. Maybe this will not work for you, but it's a pattern, which is that, it, you know, learn to be curious about a better way to do it, but don't spend all day memorizing commands. Don't spend all day creating a taxonomy of text expander abbreviations. Just when you need to do it, if you can do it right in that second and it really will only take you a minute, it's worth learning it. Because if you're learning that, it's almost like learning a foreign language and being like plunged into a culture where you have to learn to speak the language that you will learn so much faster than if you read a book just beginning to end. Learn the 10 phrases that you need to learn to start out before you worry about your irregular verbs. I would learn how to ask where the bath bathroom is. The baño, as we say. Baño. El baño. Um, 
I'm talking a lot here, Dan. Is this uh, making sense? No, it totally does make sense. And it's funny because when you, in many cases, you'll accidentally discover some of these things. I'll Especially give you an example. Especially on iOS. On iOS, sometimes I'll click something and it's, whoa, <laughs> I didn't know it did that. <laughs> right. If I drag to the right, it does this. Like some of this weather app I like a lot where you drag right, left, up, down. Yeah. And you realize it changes to like sunrise, sunset times. It'll switch to tomorrow's weather, a different city if I slide here. And people, right. I, I noticed, you know, my brother-in-law who I've talked about before on the show, Kevin, he, he is, you know, brand new to iOS. I gave him an iPhone 4, not 4S, just 4. Uh, a number of months ago, and he finally got around to say, all right, I guess I'll turn this thing on. And like, he'd been using it essentially as an iPod touch and he finally turned it on and, uh, you know, got hooked up with Verizon. So he's, he's got a data plan now he's using it as his phone. And he said to me last night, he was over and he said, this is the coolest thing. Like, it was so cool to see somebody, you know, be, I don't know anybody either, either they have an iPhone or they're an Android user. That's my world right now. Like, I've heard you say that, and as reluctant as I am to agree with such a broad statement, that's my experience too. Yeah, you said before, like with Jim. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, please people, go ahead, caller. No, but like people, people, there are people who are intensely. I'm certain, as you say, you're going to get letters about this. But you know, there there are absolutely people who really have willfully, mindfully chosen Android and and really love it. And I understand it. I had a I had a G1, and as as uh, primitive as that was, there was so much about it that I loved. Mm-hmm. HTC sent me this when it first came. G one is that right? The first Google uh, Android phone. I think, and yeah. there, there was stuff about it that I loved. I mean, boy, some of the stuff that you could do that with that it was great. But maybe it's a availability heuristic. Like maybe I only see that because I have Apple nerd friends. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. But I mean, it is funny that like Android is like the nerdier one in some mm-hmm. ways, <laughs> and yet the people who use it may just want the second cheapest phone at the store. Well, he just had like a crap, you know feature phone, flip phone thing. So for him, he's now getting into, and he was like, man, he's like, check out these apps I got. And he, he is in a whole different world. Like you and I are like, oh, productivity apps. And, uh, right. Well, it's like probably like me with comics. Like I'm buying way more comics than I should just cause I'm excited about yeah, it. Yeah. And so he's got, and he's like, I got a guitar tuner. I got this thing. I got that thing. And cause he's a musician and you know, all of this stuff that he's exploring and finding out, it was really cool to see it because, you know, here, here's this person who is, an adult and they're smart, but they're just brand new to iOS and he's discovering things. But the way that he looks at it, like there were some apps that we had in common and he's like, Oh, you know, you can swipe and do this. I'm like, I never even tried that on that app, you know, because he's thinking in a way, Hey, back to what you've always said when you're, you do your little Buddhism, the beginner's mind, Mm -hmm. right? He's got beginner's mind when it comes to iOS. But there was one thing in Safari that I found out by accident and like it completely, altered the way that I work because as you know, we have, I know you don't, you know, you only really want to, you know, cross promote the the things you're involved, but uh, we do a news show uh, called the frequency. And so I'm going through and I'm bookmarking links for command one, command two, command three. Yes. (laughs) I did that one day and I went, my "Ah!" God, (laughs) tell, tell them what this is. Um, In Safari and Chrome command one, command two, command three. Uh, actually in Safari, I think that command one will, will select your first bookmarklet. Yeah. And the first one that is in the, you know, position one on the bookmarks bar is my understanding of it. I've numbered. So in Chrome, I do something similar with a, a plugin that lets me do, <laughs> this is so nerdy. First of all, my caps lock is, uh, is set to emulate control cause it's way easier to hit. 
but I hit control one and it goes to my first bookmarklet, control two and so forth. And just a little tip here, I named all of my bookmarklets starting with that numeral. So if I hit command six, I know that that's sending that link to the next back to work episode. I hit mm-hmm. command seven that opens, lets me post a huff duffer. But boy, isn't that funny that you could use something for that long and, and then just discover that so late in the game. And it's so fast. It's so fast to do. And unlike my little trick of, depending on the browser, it's usually Command-Shift brackets or Command-Shift arrows will take you left and right through your tabs. But in that case, if you've got 15 tabs and you know you want to get to the same one, let's say you've done your first tab is like show notes, like links for show notes, right? Well, you can go click, 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 click all the way down. And then all you have to do is hit Command-1. It takes you right back to that place where you might want to post it or, or tweak it, right? Yeah, and, and you know what? I'm, you're reminding me of something else is Brad, speaking of Brad, he, uh, he said to me, oh, you know, I, I, I want to come up with a better way to add bookmarks to my show notes. This is scraper. And I said, I said, well, you know, you can, uh, we have the bookmark. He's like, oh, no, 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 I know all that. I'm like, okay, well, you can do command one. No, I know all that. I need something faster and more efficient because I frequently have 20 tabs open at once and I would like them to all be added at one time. And he did, I don't know what he did, but he did something that does that now. Like he's out CMS to my CMS. <laughs> he also told me on that episode that you guys should listen to that uh, he made a scraper. Do you know about a scraper? He made a scraper where you go to the first episode of any five by five show <laughs> and it will, in a way I'm sure you love, it'll go through every episode <laughs> and pull out all the links as a markdown document. Oh my God. Now, now, here's another one as long as we're talking about Brett. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it. I was like, oh, yeah, you did that like half an hour. Yeah, I did it over lunch. Oh, I am so going to break you. that. I'm going to break that. You. Attaboy. Uh, that's the spirit. <laughs> but for example, here's one. Um, so in, in uh, I think, I don't think this is NVL. I think this is one of the services. But like I've got a bunch of tabs open right now. I got all the pages for show notes and stuff open. Uh, and if, I, if I'm in NVL or really I think anywhere, I can control click. And a service pops up uh, that says um, all links from Chrome tabs. And so whatever, ta- this is for Safari too. Uh, it's a different service, but it works the same. So if, if I have like 15 tabs open, I can say, take all of those tabs and create markdown reference links in my document from those tabs. Wow. Wow is right. Talk about a time saver. My goodness. And, you know, again, there are so many different plugins that can do this. There's so many different extensions for Chrome that can do this. But it's again. I you know I almost want to do a different show about these things because I think it's Let's pretty. Let's do helpful. it. Let's really do okay. it. Okay, but maybe uh, we should wrap up pretty soon, probably. But yeah, I okay. just I just want to end on the cautionary note of saying that the art in this is not getting every extension. The art in this is keeping up with keeping up with what the problem is that you're trying to solve. File syncing has, by and large, I, boy, I'm even hesitant to say this, but I just I'm I, every. Really, honestly, every day, several times a day, I'm astonished by Dropbox. And I, I'm just terrified by what would happen if, if I didn't have that. I have so many different things that like Text Expander um, shares my snippets via that. You know, one password has your file on there. Uh, my how many, how many am I up to now with uh, my text files? All that is synced in a way that really, really, really works. Let me see what I'm up to. 1,494 text files. And that's all just synced. That's it. Uh, you know, so I don't have to think about that anymore. With MobileMe, I'm, you know, not to beat up, but I'm sorry to say that for a long time with MobileMe, it was just not unusual for stuff to just go away. There's a really popular, the, actually, technically the very, very, very first text editor I used a lot 
on iOS. It took one time that I lost 20 minutes of writing because of a sync error. Oh, that's it. You're never doing making that mistake again. I'm not usually like that, but I was so angry about that. Honestly, like actually me, I was angry and depressed and sad. I was like, that was 20 minutes at that point in my life. I really could have used that 20 minutes. It's 20 minutes where I wrote straight for 20 minutes, which was not something that was happening a lot in that period. (laughs) And when that happened, I got, I got, I didn't use the app anymore. I wrote to the developers and I said, and they made, they made, made it sound like it was an edge case. It sounds like more and more people have had that problem with this app since then. But you know, um, I'm so glad I don't have to think about that anymore because I've removed friction, right? I've gotten rid of that. Having things like, you know, boy, say what you will. Our, our friends at Omni Group, from working with them, I can just tell you that in particular, Tim, they're one of their big developer guys, one of the co-founders. Uh, Tim is, he just makes this face. Imagine this face here. Whenever <laughs> there's a thought of putting out a new build that he thinks maybe, maybe, maybe is not 140% ready, he'll go... Because he never wants you to lose data ever, ever, right, ever. Right. He's just slavish about that. And even when it's like to anybody's highest standard, like it's ready, like you would not even believe when everybody's out there going, add this to-do list app and just added a toaster. And you're like, oh, that's great. You're putting out like five new features a week. That's amazing. I'm really scared about my data if you're putting out features that often. How awful is that? But that's something where I really don't want to lose that. I really don't want that to happen. And the little way they came up with these tiny zip files inside of the, you know, package contents, whatever it's called, oh, right. like the way that they do those transactions is totally monkey balls that it can sync so fast without just without clobbering anything. You know, now, for example, this is one that drives me bananas. Okay. So with OmniFocus, I never, I don't know the Disney magic, but it's real smart about making sure nothing gets deleted. It knows what's up to date. Now, my comics app that you use as well, Comics Collector, mm-hmm. it's pretty great, but when you sync, you have to sync to the updated version every time. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's getting heavily updated. <clears throat> no, I, uh, I think they've kind of left it. Um, now I won't say at the pasture, but it, it's it's well, occasional. I think bug it's fixes. close enough for them, and now their attention is on you know probably the revenue from the um, subscriptions. But I don't know if this has happened to you, but I've put a lot of time into one of the very few actually important parts of my use of that app, and I'm really sad about this. I have spent a lot of time going in and noting when somebody gave me something as a gift. I write down there was a gift. I write down who it was from. I write down some notes in there. And maybe bad on me, I have it set to update automatically, right? So if there's new information for your comic, it fills that in. But for some reason, I've noticed when that happens, that information gets wiped out. It wipes out the store, or in this case, I entered gift. All that really cool stuff of like you actually want of like when I bought this, when I, I don't know if it does it with reading because I don't use it for that. But that's one where now I'm, I'm a little anxious about that. Something as stupid as my comics app, it has me a little worried about that now. So what do I do? Do I start doing backups all the time? Do I start doing exports? You know, I, I asked John, John Sirkis on Twitter whether there's a, he has a go-to form, you know, format for exporting text, like to use commas, to use so forth. That's because I was sitting there going like, I, I don't want to have another thing where a machine forgets who gave me a comic. I want to remember that. That's a big deal to me. Um, but now, so what does, that, what does that have to do with this? Like I, now I'm, I'm a little fretful about that. I worry about that a little bit. And that's friction. That's going to make me not want to use that as much. Um, and, and the fact that I have to download and correctly upload, and you can clobber the heck out of stuff if you do that app wrong. Have you done that? Oh, yeah. If you've updated a comic in three places, like on an iOS app and your two Macs, you have to choose. Yeah, which one is the one that I, that I want? Yeah, it's like and different. You, they, you, that different could be a tough one. 
Yeah, you don't know. Like, how would you know? All it says is whether it's updated. So who wins, right? Anyway, uh, we should wrap this up. But the the and you know what? Maybe we should do another one of those. Let's do it. Of, like, tips shows. Yes. Because I can't even. I, I sweat this stuff, man. I I really, really, I'm good at this part of it, which is the, you know, in in, in that case, again, you know, for me, the control, control one, control two, control three to get to bookmarklets. Command one, command two for me in, in Chrome to get to tabs is different in Safari. Giant. Um, and, and so that becomes like a kind of meta productivity thing where I find a way to use another productivity tool better, but I do it once and I'm done. I'm, I'm not spending like part of every week wondering if that could be better. It's, it's in place and it, and it works great. And I, I just, I can't even tell you how many things like this there are. Like spending the time, we talked about drafts like last week. I talked about it on Brett's show. It came out today. I, um, learning drafts has shaved like at least minutes and possibly a couple hours off my week because of how I use the drafts iOS app. Mm-hmm. It's, it's completely monkey balls, like how that's changing things. So, you know, maybe we should pick back up with this one because we're, we're getting Let's a little... totally do it. Okay, so, you know, the idea is... I'll, I'll let me close with a little bit of reading off a card. Just I want, what I want you to think about as you start trying to make these improvements, the right improvements at the right time, I think there's kind of three sorts of fiddling. There's a useful fiddling where you learn to fix a very real problem in your life quickly. That's pretty great. There's another kind of fiddling, which is where you're improving, slightly improving an abstract problem-ish thing, and you might even spend a while on it. What I want you to be careful to avoid is a really useless kind of fiddling, where you're doing a fiddling that is essentially the canonical example of yak shaving, which is you're finding new things that merely lead to new things, that lead to more new things, Mm -hmm. that lead to more new things, and all that novelty becomes addictive, especially if you don't know what success looks like at the end of that journey. So that's what I'd like you to think about. And then, you know, if you're feeling up to it, start doing things. Like, I cannot think of a better example than key commands. Um, learn the key commands from moving through text. You know, any, any text field uh, on a Mac that I can think of, I have to, like, do this to make it work. Learn this. Command, shift, arrow, select to the beginning of the line. Um, option, shift, left and right, selects a word at a time. Like, I know, it's not Vim, but when I learned that, like in the mid 2000s, everything changed for me because I, I write a lot. I mean, I don't publish a lot, but I do write a lot. Uh, what is it? Option does. Option takes you up. Doesn't take you up like a, like a line. It varies in different apps. But learn those things. And if you're really ready to go all the way, like go do something. If you really want to experiment and you got time to kill, you could go and look at Brett Terpstra's uh, key bindings, which are off the charts. Like if you, I, I, they were a little too much for me, so I uninstalled them. But you know, you'll find your level with this. And there will be a day when you catch yourself shaving the yak. And that's when you really need to step back. It, it shouldn't put you off the idea of improvement, but it, it should very much keep you focused on the idea that improvement is a real thing. I, improvement for the sake of having something to fiddle with is not improvement. That's taking you in the wrong direction. It is like drinking salt water. It will just make you sick and thirsty. Hmm. So uh, that's yak shaving. What a good topic. And ba- I mean, except for that last part, it barely sounded like you were reading it, reading it all. <clears throat> <laughs> Thank you, Dan. I I, I appreciate your remarks. <laughs> Hang on, I got this quick command shift. D A N. Okay. Is that your new okay. quiet key select quiet, type? Quiet key. <laughs> you want to button this up? I guess, yeah. Gotta button it up. I gotta go. All right. Bye. God.
Love you. Love you too, Ronnie.